you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano alongside the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. And again, I can't look at this handsome individual without thinking that hair. He just got great hair. By the way, today, behind the glass, is this the first time you've done the show? Uh, welcome, Erica Tamposi. Hey, hey. Have yeah. you done the show with us this year? Not this all? season, no. Oh, okay. Been cast to the curb. No, Eddie Spaghetti does such a great job. Oh, Eddie's, yeah. He's I the best. Eddie. Eddie, Eddie's the best, but uh, we've worked together a couple times. You know what? You're pretty good, too. Thanks. You know what? We love Eddie, but it's nice having Erica with us, too. Yeah. Welcome, Ricky. Hey, Graham. Good to see you. Your hair does look great today. It does look great. It's 8 a.m. in the morning, and you're still I know. Just, you know, gelled I like up. how you, I, I, my girlfriend does that, too. 8 a.m. in the morning. Well, 8 a.m. is not going to be anything but the morning. But I love how right, she right, does right. it. All but the you time. have to you have to it's accentuate the, the yeah. fact it's not eight. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Eight a.m. in the morning. You totally got me. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's it's uh it, it's just something that she says all the time, and I'm always like, you don't need to say both. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight in the morning or it's eight a.m. And we have to be up early. It's all good. Exactly. But I mean, just the hair. The hair. It's uh, every day. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have a very important week to break down because it is fantasy championship week. If you made it, congratulations. If you didn't, uh, you always got DFS. There's a lot of uh, heat right? between you and Colleen Wolf on Twitter. I know. I, you know what, though? I love it. So we we uh, introduced Colleen into the league this year, and she kicked butt. She was great. And actually, I know she's in another league where she's in the finals, too. So she's like... Killing it. Colleen Wolf she's is a like, fantasy sharp. Yeah, yeah. I think she I think she is. So, so we've got a big matchup um, in the uh, NFL Fantasy Live Championship, and it just so happens that I'm a Cowboys fan and she roots for the Eagles. Oh, right, right, right. So um, so we got that going for us also. And then I'm playing against Amber Theo Harris in the NFL Talent League Championship. Uh, so that should, be, that should be fun. You feeling confident? I, I always feel confident, yeah, but I mean. Go. Colleen's got a good team in our Fantasy Live League. She, yeah, she's got McCaffrey. She's loaded. She's got McCaffrey. I mean, that that's what scares me. Uh, so, so Graham and I were talking about this before we get into the into the Week 16 matchups quickly. When you are in the finals, it's basically you and just one other person vying for the best players off the waiver wire. And like this week, there was a boatload of them, like Mike Boone, DeAndre Washington, Brashad uh, Perriman, uh, Anthony Miller was still out there in some leagues. So just a quick bit of advice for everyone out there uh, before we get into the matchups, Graham. Do you stick with your studs? Yeah. Or do you go with that hot waiver wire claim this week? Yeah, I mean, that's that's always the conundrum, right? Is like in these final, it's, it's good and bad, right? So in week 16, you're basically competing against yourself for waiver claims. So you can get everybody that you want. Right. But at the same time, like it does create a lot of interesting decisions. And this week we do have a, a bunch. Like mm-hmm. Mike Boone was was widely available. Uh, DeAndre Washington was dropped in a bunch of leagues after Josh Jacobs came back. Yep. In week 15, so it, it does create a lot of problems. The The only thing I can say is, like, don't don't always get attached to name value. And, yes. And just, you know, 
project what you think will happen in terms of range of outcomes, right? Yep. So like if, for example, let's take Mike Boone. If Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison are both ruled out in that game, where else is the ball going to go there? Exactly. For me, yep. I, I think if, if Boone uh, gets the start, he's clearly like a top 15, maybe even top 10 running back play this week. Whereas DeAndre Washington, we know Jalen Richard is going to play and he's going to play well. Um, and then, you know, do you really want to mess around with the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Uh, that Raiders offense that just lost to the Jaguars and looked terrible in the second half. So, yeah. um, you know, don't be biased towards your studs. And if your stud is in a bad spot or in a bad matchup, don't be afraid to put in, you know, play Mike Boone or DeAndre Washington. Yeah, I'm in a spot where I have Julian Edelman. Um, That's a good one. And I have Perriman that I can play over him. I can have Boone I can play over him. So yeah. uh, I got to figure all that out. All right, so great stuff here. And uh, let's get into these Week 16 matchups. First one. Now we have three Saturday games. So don't get lazy. Okay, it's Saturday, Saturday. It's college football. Yeah. It's not. There's football games. The real football. Uh, Texans at Buccaneers. Injuries, Will Fuller. Uh, he's been practicing this week, and if he's a go, he's a great play. Mike Evans is on IR. The, the Buccaneers, there's like a, a case of hamstringitis among their wide receivers. They lost three wide receivers to hamstring injuries in the last like two weeks, yeah, so not only, which is bananas. Not only is Mike Evans on IR with a hamstring injury, Chris Godwin was ruled out really early this week. Obviously. And then Scotty Miller got put then, on IR too. Yeah, and it's Scotty Miller. Hamstring. Scotty Miller re-aggravated his hamstring in week 15. Um, you mentioned Will Fuller. He's going to be fine. He's, he's been nursing the hamstring injury for a few weeks. Carlos Hyde yep. did pop up on the injury report this past week uh, with an ankle injury, and I know like he went off last week. He had like you know great game, went over 100 yards, had a touchdown. I don't like it this uh, week. Uh, no, neither do I. I mean, no. Kyle, Carlos Hyde is like the most game script dependent running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If, if the Texans get a lead, uh, Hyde could do some things, but I have no interest in playing him against this Bucks front seven that is just so, so good. Yeah, uh, the number in this game is pretty high too, so uh, it's expected to be a high-scoring affair. So we'll stick with the Texans. I mean, the obvious plays are Deshaun Watt. New Copping's going to go off this week. He's going to go nuclear. Let's put it that way. Uh, I like... I like Will Fuller, obviously. Uh, the matchup is good. The running backs, I think, were fading. Yeah. Any interest in Kenny Stills? Yeah, you know. Kenny- Stills of the night. Ken- <laughs> Ken- I, I'm sorry. I'm a metalhead. Every time I hear Kenny Stills, I think of Whitesnake. Uh, I have no idea who Whitesnake is. I know some. Metal- what? What? I know. Where am I, right? Where are you? Yeah. Who even am I? How what? Do you, how do you fit under You've that rock? You've never heard of Whitesnake? How do you fit under the rock with that hair you got, Graham? You know, it's pretty tight down there, Ricky. <laughs> it's pretty tight. And I, we have to make it work, though. Uh, I know what we're doing after this show. But listen, <laughs> met- listen to some damn white snake. Metal at eight thirty in the morning. It's always great, man. Uh, no matter what time. But no, listen. Uh, yeah, Kenny Stills is pretty thin. I think uh, Will Fuller is going to take all their deep targets. And yep. f- based on the eye test, I thought Phil Fuller looked great last week. Yep. You know, didn't rip off any big plays, but he still had the same speed, same role. Uh, I'm playing Will Fuller in, in quite a. F- in- couple leagues this week. So, do you have any trepidation in starting Jameis Winston because his top two wide receivers are out? Does Jameis Winston always throw YOLO balls? Uh, he throws a lot of yeah. balls. Does, yeah. does he yeah. care what receivers are out there? Uh, Probably not, right? Yeah. So, so Okay, no. so yeah. start Jameis Winston. Yeah. I'm playing him in my league. He popped I mean, up on the injury report as well, um, but uh, he should be fine. Just we'd, keep tabs on his status. We'd obviously, uh, we'd obviously love to have Evans and Godwin out there, but like yep. Rashad Perriman's playing well. O.J. Howard has been... That's my, that was my well, next dude. question. So which players? Obviously, Perriman is, is a play this week, yeah. but like, do you trust O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid, even Justin Watson in deeper leagues? I mean, I don't trust O.J. Howard. Okay. If you follow the process, he's a great streaming player this week. The Texans have given up the second most fantasy points to tight ends over the last month, and, and yep. O.J. Howard is coming off a season-high eight targets. Now, granted, he didn't have a big game mm-hmm. last week, but that usage is uh, is pretty strong, and 
I, you know, they're going to use Camper 8 too, but I really don't see a path where O.J. Howard doesn't get at least like five to seven targets in this game. Do you think there's any chance either one of the Buccaneers running backs has a good game? Sure. Sure, Ronald Jones definitely could. But I just, again, it's, Pey- you know, Peyton Barber's always Here's, frustratingly involved, and Ogun Bukwale yeah. is going to, you know, he's going he's to take touches. Uh, so in my Saturday DFS lineup, I have Barber in as my flex. Two reasons. One, the matchup's actually pretty good. Number two... They're down so many pass catchers. Yeah. He's the better pass, ca- pass catcher in that backfield. If you're playing DFS on this Saturday only slate, the running backs <laughs> you have to choose from are very, very slim. Yeah, very slim. It's I, gir- I've got Gurley and White. It, yeah, it's Gurley, and that's about it. Gurley and James, uh, James White also. Um, he's a good play too um, uh, against Buffalo because let's, let's this talk, floor is really yeah. Really let's low. talk about let's uh, really good. Let's talk about Bills Patriots injuries. Julian Edelman. Now he's still in the injury report. Yeah. Ian Rapport is saying he's going to play. Do you play him? Yeah. Now, the last, now, he had a stinker last week. The last time Edelman had a stinker, against Buffalo. Yeah. Well, Edelman is really banged up going to this game. Right? Yeah, he is. He's dealing with a shoulder and a knee injury. Uh, he's going to play. He's going to continue to tough it out. But, I mean, I follow this line of thinking pretty, pretty simply. Like, last week, the Patriots just, they smashed. I mean, their defense got them a big lead. Yep. Uh, Brady only had to throw, like, 25, 26 times. And, and Edelman only, you know, I don't even think Edelman played in the fourth quarter there because he's nursing all these injuries. Yeah. This week... Do we think the Bills keep the Patriots' foot on the gas? And I think I think the Bills can play really well here and, and keep the Patriots in this game. So then you like Edelman? I, I, I do. I, I'm not saying he's the same wide receiver one because Edelman was a receiver one all season long. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nobody was giving him enough credit. This Now that he's dealing with all these injuries and he's in another tough matchup, uh, I don't think he's going to post like you know 15 to 18, 20-plus fantasy points like we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know he's got a floor of five to six catches in every matchup that he goes in. So I think you can play him as a receiver too. But... Um, you know, it, it, he's going to create a lot of tough starter start sit decisions because the is. floor is a little bit lower now. Yeah, Julian Edmonds, the wide receiver four right now. Wow, in PPR leagues, that's crazy. That's that, that's bananas. So, um, well, we'll stick with the Patriots since we started with Edelman. Tom Brady, I want nothing to do with him. If he is Superman, his kryptonite is the Buffalo Bills. Over his last five games, three touchdown passes, nine point three fantasy points per game. And honestly, like Tom Brady hasn't been good in fantasy this season. No. So, um, he's an easy fade. James White, I'm playing. Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, eh, want nothing to do with them. And to be quite honest with you, the only other player that's playable. Patriots defense. Yep, that's absolutely. it. They had a big game earlier in the season against Josh Real Allen. Real quick on James White. He yeah, caught, he's in three of his previous matchups against the Bills. He's caught twenty balls for hundred forty-nine yeah, yards. He's a good play. I mean, they're all all they're going to do is check down to White and uh, throw it short to Edelman. Are there any Bills you'd play? I like Devin Singletary a little bit as a flex play. Okay, but other than that, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm <coughs> I'm off Josh Allen. He's you know he's kind of struggled in this last couple matchups. John Brown against Stephon Gilmore. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, the Patriots have every all the talent to be able to slow uh, Allen and Brown down. Gilmore's yep. playing at an all world level. Yep. Uh, maybe only Tre'Davious White's playing st- better than Stephon Gilmore right now. Maybe even <laughs> maybe even that's a stretch. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Would would you see a scenario where White travels into the slot with Edelman? Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. He's he's typically White typically plays on the outside, right? Um, and Edelman, but they have. I mean, they have nothing. Yeah, dangerous on the outside I mean, right Ed- now. Edelman will play in their two uh, two receiver sets, and I I imagine when they go into their two receiver, they'll they'll probably put White on Edelman. But at the same time, I, I don't I don't imagine White will probably go into the slot on every right. single snap and, and play against uh and play against Edelman. But. Yep. Stranger things have happened. I mean, the Bills would obviously be pretty smart if they go into their three receiver set and they throw wide in there. Like their boundary receivers aren't going to beat anybody. There, exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, the last Saturday game, Rams at 49ers. Now, keep in mind, guys, the forecast is for rain, and um, you know we, we've got we've got a matchup here that has got some pretty 
intriguing fantasy players, right? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential plays in this. Yes, but well, one of them. Jared Goff, I would not touch him with a 39-and-a-half-foot pole. Do you get that reference, by yes, the way? Yes, the Grinch. Okay, just, I, I didn't know, Sorry. Erica, if he knew that because he didn't know who Whitesnake was. Exactly. So yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, but Goff with a, with, a, with a bulky thumb, with, a, uh, with, with, a, with an inaccuracy issue right now, and in the rain, no thank you. Yeah. The one player that might screw everybody who's got Tyler Higbee, Gerald Everett's coming back. He is. He's practicing. So, what all do week. you do with Higby? You know, I, I, I hate this. Yeah. This I is mean, this is the coal in my Christmas stocking. <laughs> Damn it! Because Gerald Higby's Everett. been so good. Um. Yeah. I mean, Higby has gone over 100 yards in three straight <coughs> games. Uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, at the same time, I have no idea how Sean McVay is going to play this with Everett back. I mean, I he's know. been doing some weird things with his formations, like. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they went like strictly 12 personnel in a game, and Cooper Cup only played like 19 or 20 snaps. Right. Um, they could play Johnny Munt again and just keep keep Don't the ball. Don't Munt. Um, <laughs> Johnny Munt. I, I mean, Higby would be like a top three, top four, top five play at the position if if Everett were were out again. But you know, now this this uh, this injury news kind of does throw a wrench in it. Yeah, um, I moved Higby down in my ring. I mean, I still have him. How, how low though? Like I, he's still in the top ten. Would you? But I mean, he was top five, and now he's in the Jacob Hollister range. Yeah, I was going to ask. So, do you play any of those streamers we like, like Howard oh, Hollister? I like Hollister, man. I like. I mean, dude, he's playing the Cardinals. Yeah. So I, I may. I haven't made that decision yet, but I have that decision in one of my leagues. Uh, in in the league against Amber, and uh, I'm not sure yet. I haven't figured it out. I gotta. I gotta. Uh, you know. Get some counsel. I think with my I think, belt, I, my, I, think I might play. I think I might play Hollister <clears throat> over Higby this weekend. Right. I think that's. I think that would be. A, a it's not crazy if Everett's if Everett's active. It's not crazy yeah. at all. Uh, so, are you, in the rain? I mean, Gurley, you're playing. Like even when Gurley is not getting the touches uh, lately, he's still scoring. Had a couple of touchdowns and a two point conversion against my beloved Dallas Cowboys uh, last week. Robert Woods. I mean, Cooks is Cooks shouldn't even be on your no. on your roster at this point. Robert Woods. Yeah. Cooper Cup. These guys are in your lineup. I like both of them as like low end receiver two plays uh, this week. Um, <coughs> Woods, you know, really frustrated in the box score of this past week. Yeah. Uh, only caught four balls for seventeen yards, but he saw nine targets, uh, marking his fifth straight game with at least nine looks. And Cooper Cup, for what it's worth, I mean, his role was restored back to its normal level last week. I mentioned in week fourteen, he played like twenty snaps. He mm-hmm. played well over ninety percent of Ram snaps, even in a game where. Uh, they just got completely destroyed against Dallas and Gurley too. I mean, Gurley played almost every single snap this past week, and and since they're by, I mean, I know it's not been pretty at times, but Gurley has clearly been yeah. their workhorse once again. And, yep. and some of his passing game usage has come back, and I think that'll be huge for this game because the Niners should get out to a lead. On the 49ers side, though, you're looking at Garoppolo. Is uh, to me, I'm fading him. Mostert, I can play. The Rams have struggled against running backs over the last four weeks, especially against Zeke Elliott last week. I'm not playing any of the other 49er running backs. I can't play Emmanuel Sanders. I can't do it. He burned me last week. And let's be honest, he had that one game against the Saints, and really, since week 10, he'd done nothing else. Well, he got hurt. Uh, he dealt with a rib injury yeah. that was apparently pretty pretty painful. I mean, anytime you take a rib injury and yeah. you play football and you're trying to get hit, that's, that's pretty brutal. Uh, he's back healthy now. I'm with you on that this week. He's going to Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow. That's what I would Daniel think. Sanders. This That's what week. I would think. Yes. And now here's is, the thing. Is, what about Debo? I mean, is there any interest here's in Debo? The, here's the thing. Okay. 
Troy Hill, yes. their other corner, is going to miss this game. Right. So I, I, I'm kind of into Debo, but at the same time, there's a lot of great receiver plays this week. Like, yeah, there is. Like, there is. There's at least 25 or 30 receivers I really like this week. Yep. Um, it's, it'd be pretty hard to find Debo into a lineup, but I would not be surprised if Debo had a really nice game here. And, and by the way, George Kittle is just going to go off in this game. Yeah, no he, doubt. He owns the Rams. Uh, 49ers defense, obviously a good play as well. Let's move on to the Sunday games. And this one here, it's another revenge game. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> as his revenge <laughs> game his, tour continues. This is like fourth this year. And Fitzpatrick, career-wise, has averaged 18 fantasy points in revenge games. I'm going to have our researchers do that like in the offseason because re- revenge games have hit every freaking week. Tavon Austin, Rex Burkhead, fr- Ricky Seals Jones for crying out loud hit. And uh, so I'm starting Fitzpatrick in one of my leagues. Yeah. I like Fitzpatrick yeah. this week too. He's, I, I mean, he's borderline top 10, top 12 play. I know the Bengals really haven't given up a lot of passing production this year. I've seen that that narrative uh, a little bit this week, but it's just simply because the Bengals were just getting destroyed yep. in some of their games. Now, granted, they have turned it around a little bit since Andy Dalton's come back, and they've been a little bit more competitive, but uh, I think that's a little bit noisy because when you're, you know, basically just teams are running against you mm-hmm. uh, in the second half, you're, you're obviously not going to give up a lot of passing production. But yeah, him and Parker are obviously almost borderline must-plays this week. Parker's been awesome. And, and Cincinnati actually has been really tough on perimeter receivers, but Parker's been too good to sit. Uh, no question about that. You're also looking at two defenses that aren't very good that are playing against two offenses that are favorable for defenses. Are you starting either one of them? Uh no, because no. I think this game shoots out. Yeah. I think this game shoots out. The only thing that might hold this game back is I saw that there was a little bit of uh, concern that there might be some weather in Miami. They're they're looking um, – it's it's potentially looking like there's going to be some, some wind and some rain mm-hmm. in Miami. But as we know, you know, we lived in Florida. Yep. Uh, weather reports in Florida are notorious to change pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and, uh just keep your eye on that. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon's a must-start this week against the Dolphins. He popped up uh, on the injury report, but it looks like he's going to be fine. So get him into your starting lineup without question. I like Tyler Boyd this week as well. I know he's kind of been up and down, but you look at the numbers, the Dolphins have given up 13 touchdowns. That's a league high to the slot this year. So, you know, no A.J. Green, no Auden Tate. Tyler Boyd's going to see a lot of targets in this contest. So Mixon, Boyd. If you need a kicker this week and you're looking for a sleeper, Randy Bullock is worth a look as long as the weather's okay. Andy Dalton in two QB leagues, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I even maybe if you're just, I, I don't know, it's championship week in a 12-team yeah. league, you'd have to be really thin at quarterback, but I actually yep. don't mind Dalton as a really deep streamer this week just because it's Miami. If you had to pick one of the Dolphins running backs, who would it be? <laughs> I mean, dude, I there's guess, people out there that have, you know, have to figure out I if guess they got to play Patrick Laird in their flex. I guess it's Laird because he's got, you know, a chance at four to five targets, but Miles Gaskin outsnapped him and outscored him in fantasy last week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you would likely want to avoid that situation. Steelers at Jets. Revenge game. Le'Veon Bell, the biggest revenge game of the week, um, unless you're into the Matt Prater thing. But Juju Smith-Schuster looks like he's going to be back. Um, do you trust him this week against the uh, New York Jetropolitans? Oh, and I love Juju, but there's no way you can play him in a fantasy lineup this week. It's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, even even before the injury, I mean, he was held below 45 yards in three of his last four games before he went down. And look, the Jets obviously can be burnt, but at the same time, I, I just don't know how you'd have much confidence playing Juju in a lineup with Devlin Hodges back there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and unfortunately... There's a domino effect there because assuming Juju is active, then it's really hard to play James Washington or Deontay Johnson. Both of those guys are pretty thin. Uh, Vance McDonald, uh, he could be back this week too, but who cares at this point? (laughs) If you couldn't do it against the Cardinals, he got hurt. Um, You know, we hate to see a guy to get a concussion, but he hasn't been reliable in fantasy this year. So he's a hard fade. Uh, Jets, Darnold, 
do not want. Now, here, here here's the interesting conundrum, right? Because Robbie Anderson's been really good. He's doing his whole late season thing again. But the Steelers are really tough on perimeter receivers. Where they've struggled is against the slot. So who's going to have a better game this week, Crowder or Anderson, and who starts for you? I think Anderson is probably the better play. Uh, Jets, excuse me, uh, the uh, Steelers' outside receivers have been, you know, it's kind of flipped mm-hmm. recently. The Steelers are actually playing a lot better against slot receivers as of late. But at the same time, I really, I'd try to avoid both of these guys if you can, because recently, I mean, Pittsburgh has been so hot on defense. Like, they have the talent to really overwhelm uh, the the Jets pass protection here with a really talented front seven and their back yeah. ends playing extremely well over the last uh, five weeks they've given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to receivers so I, I'm not really into either one of them this week if I had to pick though it'd be Anderson Steelers defense is a great play and Le'Veon Bell is a play like I mean dude do you really have enough depth to bench Le'Veon Bell and not at least flex him this yeah. week? Marcus mentioned it earlier this week. He's not obviously been an RB1. He hasn't had a huge ceiling, but the floor has been fine for him. Yeah, he's not, and, and I mean, you know he's going to be fired up to play the Steelers, so uh, so Le- Lev obviously remains in your starting lineup. Giants are Redskins. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be back. Uh, Evan Ingram was placed on injured reserve for the G-Men. Do you have any faith that Danny Dimes in a 2QB or Superflex league can actually give you a good stat line against Washington. Yeah, Redskins secondary is all sorts of banged up yes. in this game, too. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I'd play Andy Dalton over Daniel Jones. I would, I, too. Yep. I do like all of his receivers this week. I like Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton. I have no idea which one is going to have the best game. Yeah, I know. Uh, but but any of those guys are certainly in play for, for season-long lineups this week. I mean, Washington is just getting roasted outside. Saquon looked uh, like Saquon last week, so obviously he's going to be in your lineup on the Redskins side. Uh, We liked Adrian Peterson as a sleeper last week, and he came through with over 18 fantasy points. If you need a flex starter this week, I mean, he's he's certainly worth a look. Terry McLaurin is back in our good graces. Um, Has had a touchdown, I believe, in two straight games, and now he's got the Giants. They've given up Right around 25 fantasy points per game to perimeter receivers and 11 touchdowns. So uh, McLaurin is a guy that you can start as a wide receiver to flex. This is also a good matchup. It's like the Bengals and the Dolphins, right? It's a good matchup for the defenses. Do you play either of these? If I had to pick, it'd probably just be the Giants because Haskins is known to <laughs> – he's been known to take a few sacks in, yeah. uh, over the last couple of weeks. But yep. yeah, going back real quick to Adrian Peterson, like Bill Callahan just – he obviously just shown a willingness just to load I know, up dude. with touches. It's too bad that Six, uh, Darius got hurt. Yeah, 16 or more touches in five games now with uh, with Darius guys out and Callahan is the uh, head coach. Yep. Peterson's – it's crazy. Peterson's 33 years old and he's still in play for Fantasy Championship Week. He is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean uh, – uh, we, we've, we've seen uh, Frank Gore sort of fade, like, you know, this season. Peterson's still got but juice. Peterson is still, still, he still looks from good. a fantasy perspective, is still getting the job done um, uh, in, in that featured role with Darius out. Uh, Panthers at Colts. So Greg Olson looks like he's going to be back this week. He was a full participant in practice. So Ian Thomas needs to be back on the waiver wire. But the big story in this game is the Panthers are starting Will Greer. And Will Greer has never started an NFL game in a regular season. And in the preseason, he didn't look all that good. Yeah, Greer. What are your thoughts? How does this affect Carolina's offense? Greer might have been the worst quarterback in this preseason. Now, Greer, oh, that's it, great because I have DJ Moore. It was, it, was only, uh, it was only like 100 or some odd snaps, but Greer really did not play well at all. And, you know, I, if you play like kind of like what are coaches thinking, which is always a precarious, precarious game to play, but let's play it real quick. Like if Will Greer looked 
like terrible in the preseason and you know we saw however many weeks of Kyle Allen you know 13 14 weeks of Kyle Allen yep. starts and, and he obviously didn't acquit himself very well how bad must Will Greer be in practice you know oh geez. Uh, but at the same time like in theory Greer wants to push the ball down the field that's the way he played in college he he played extremely aggressively in college uh has a very strong arm even, even though he's not a you know huge guy he's got a strong arm mm-hmm. um I just I you can play DJ more this week but that's it. That's it. I yeah. you can't trust Curtis Samuel yep. or Greg Olson. And I don't know that this would affect Christian McCaffrey. He's still going to see his his targets out of the backfield, especially when Greer's freaking out and checking down when the Colts are being aggressive and putting the blitz on him. So you would think McCaffrey obviously is you know going to be in your lineup. That's a no brainer. Uh, on the on the Colts side of it, this is an interesting week for for the Colts because. I want offensively. Like, they've been terrible. Yeah, I want to like all the Colts this week too. Marlon Mack is a flex play this week. Carolina is awful against running backs. They've given up the most touchdowns and the most fantasy points. Um, Jack Doyle, although he's had two stinkers in a row, I mean the whole the whole Colts offense threw up on itself last week against New Orleans. So you can't. I still feel like Doyle is more of like a back end tight end one because of the volume in terms of his uh, his potential targets. T. Y. Hilton is back. He didn't do anything last week. I can't trust him in the fantasy championship. No. Can you? No, you can't play T.Y. Hilton. I mean, the two games we've seen him recently, he's gone two for 27 and two for 21. Uh, excuse me, uh, or three for 18 and, and four for 25 uh, in his in his limited games uh, with this calf injury. And look, I mean, the Colts are drawing dead towards the playoffs. Yeah. Why would they risk? Why would they risk playing Hilton even more if he's still way less than 100? percent Yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. You, you can't play him. The, the real question for me in this game is: is what do we do with Jack Doyle? Because he's playing every snap. I know. He's like I said, I think he's like week. a back-end tight end one. Yeah. You know, like if you couldn't get Hollister, if you couldn't get even Higby, um, you're going you're gonna to roll the dice with Jack Doyle uh, this week. Chase McLaughlin, because we're going to talk about kickers. It's championship week. Uh, he is a good streaming kicker this week. And the Colts defense, because they're playing against a quarterback who's never played in a regular season game, also worth a look as a defensive streamer. Ravens and Browns. Now, the last time these two teams played... The Browns won. The Browns won. Somehow. I don't know how the hell they did it. They won. Uh, injuries, David Njoku is uh, banged up again. He was inactive last week, and obviously uh, Ricky Seals-Jones came in and had a huge game. Do not chase the fantasy points, please, with that. Uh, anything outside of the obvious with the Ravens this week? Nope. Nope. I mean, they're the same team every single week. You play Lamar, you play Mark Ingram, you play Mark Andrews, and you just uh, count up your touchdowns. What do you think? Well, Ravens defense is, is a good start because the Browns are imploding. Uh, what do you think about Hollywood this week? Yeah, he's always the biggest question mark in this offense, and he has such a huge ceiling, yep. obviously, because Lamar is uh, the GOAT, and, and Marquise Brown can, can burn anybody, but at the same time, his floor is really, really low. Uh, you'd have to have you'd have to be in like a 14-team league and be pretty thin at receiver, I think, to play Brown, yeah. but he's obviously, you know, he, could, he can go off in any matchup. Are you playing any Browns that aren't in their backfield? Like, N- Nick Chubb, the matchup's not great. The last time Nick Chubb played against the Ravens, I mean, he tore them up. Now, that also was earlier in the year when uh, you know Kareem Hunt wasn't around. That was back in week four. So uh, Nick Chubb is still in my lineup, right? Yeah. Quietly, the Ravens have given up the sixth most yards per carry over the last two months. Uh, I think you can play both Chubb and Hunt. Yep. Uh, Landry is the closer call because you can't play Beckham in championship week. No. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. It's We are in week 16. In Championships are on the line. And... And Erica, you can't play Odo Beckham Jr. No, you can't. And even Jarvis Landry yeah. is like, I, I have him on my bench right now. And I'm like, he could go off. But then it's also like, I just have no idea. And you can't trust this Browns team. And we're supposed to predict this stuff. I know. 
You OBJ, like, I, dude, if he's on my team, I'd rage drop him so he doesn't get a ring on Saturday. <laughs> if he's on my team, I'm like, you know what, dude? You're out. <laughs> You're out. And, uh, it's not his fault, though. I mean, no, it's, it's not. not. Yeah, I'm just I mean, the Browns offense, the Browns pass offense in general is just crumbled. They've mm-hmm. just completely crumbled. Uh, Baker is, is completely uncomfortable back there and just doesn't trust the offense, doesn't trust what he's looking at. Um, and, yeah, against this very talented Ravens secondary, I don't think you can play. Uh, you can't play Beckham and Landry is – Landry's iffy. Yeah, I have Landry in the league, and I got him on the bench right now. Um, I, I think I was able to pick up Perriman in that league, too. God, Perriman. Is that, he tanks this week? Yeah. Oh, God. And, you know, because the fantasy gods are cruel, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, but, I mean, matchup is there, and 40 pass attempts a game I don't know. for Tampa, so if, we'll see. Yeah, if Tampa gets behind in that game, which they very well could, I, it would be really hard for Perriman yeah. to fail. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars at the Falcons. This game could be gross. Uh, DJ Chark uh, was limited in Thursday's practice. Uh, he could end up being a game-time decision. Obviously, they'd like to get him to 1,000 yards this year, but you also don't want to push a guy who's not at 100%. So uh, he keep tabs on his status. Do we like any Jaguars not named Lenny Fournette? Yeah, and even Leonard Fournette at this point has, has kind of shown a lower floor just because the Jags continue to get destroyed. Now, granted, obviously, they came back and won against the Raiders last week, but yep. you know we keep waiting for Fournette to have a big game. It just hasn't happened. I mean, the usage is great. Every single week, he's he's going to get 15 carries. The catches are saving your butt. In yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing is he's going to you know he's going to be involved in their passing game. He's he is what he is at this point. He's a solid RB two. He could go off against Atlanta for sure. Would not surprise yep. me at all. But uh, the Jags at the same time they're in danger of getting uh, destroyed. Yeah. The Jaguars' year. defense is playing like trash right now, so Matt Ryan is a start. Devonta Freeman, we told you to fade him last week because he had the bad matchup, but I play him this week as a two or a flex. Austin Hooper should see more opportunities, I believe, this week. Just missed on that touchdown that broke Graham Barfield's heart and a lot of other still, fantasy owners out there, but saved salty. my bacon, I can tell you that. Uh, Hooper or Higby this week? Hooper for Hooper, sure. Yeah. Hooper for I'm sure. I'm thinking so week. too. I think uh, Atlanta I think Atlanta's gonna destroy Jack Atlanta's Hill. defense is a play this week. Mm-hmm. And so is Young Ho Koo. Yeah. We're talking kickers, man. Uh, dude, kickers matter, man. They score points. Ask anybody who's had Koo this year. Outside of that San Francisco game, he's been bananas good. And, so and Koo is like the best onside kicker of all time. He got one last week too, and it got overturned. You see yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's yeah, he's been a really good pickup. Saints and Titans. Now the injuries here, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, Derrick Henry, uh, who he, if you survived last week with him, and in the league that I have, Derrick Henry, I did not survive. Yeah. Um, I lost. Yeah, that team, oh boy, everybody tanked. But he's a must-start, right? Yeah. He's a must-start. He he's got to be, right? He, the he Saints are good against the run, but it's he, Henry. He has to be. Look, the Saints also, you know, I, I know the Colts couldn't really exploit it last week, but the Saints are down two of their top defensive linemen. I mean, Marcus Davenport was playing uh, extremely well. He's out yep. for the season, and I think the Titans could be a team that could absolutely – take advantage of their injuries but at the same time Henry is operating well well under 100% I saw um, you know he had a nice 15 yard gain last week where the hole was just massive and if he were fully healthy I think he might have housed it but just he just did not look like he had the same burst uh, once he got into that you know that extra gear Uh, but at the same time it's Derrick Henry the Titans are at home uh, you, you can't not start him. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with you there. Even if you were able to pick up like a Donnie Washington or a Mike Boone. I, I, I think the tougher question I this game, Fabs, is, is Marshawn Lattimore is going to play. Uh, he's going to shadow uh, A.J. Brown, and, and both A.J. Brown and Lattimore are playing at all world levels. I mean, A.J. Brown is like one of the hottest receivers in the NFL. Just Who keeps, wins the battle, bro? Keeps going off. Um Because I have A.J. Brown in a right. league, and I, I am I am jacked at wide receiver in that league, and I have Brown in my lineup right now. 
But the matchup's not great. No. It's not great. And Lattimore, for what it's worth, Lattimore did not play very well to start the year. But, he but is, yeah, he's balling now. He's red been hot. great second he's, half of the season. He's been so good. Um, is A.J. Brown a top 20 wide receiver this week? He's right on that cusp. Okay. Right on the cusp. Perriman or A.J. Brown? Mm. I think I'd go A.J. Brown, but that's really close. Tyler Boyd or A.J. Brown? Oh, Boyd. I, I love Boyd in that game. Jarvis Landry or A.J. Brown? Oh, definitely, definitely Brown. Cortland Sutton or A.J. Brown? Yeah, we'll get to that game in a second. <laughs> See? We'll get to that game in a It's hard, man. Really so, uh, uh, speaking of the Titans, though, Ryan Tannehill's a play for me. The Saints, uh, not nearly as great on the road against quarterbacks as they are on their home field. And uh, Tannehill's just been, you know, he's, he's, he's just too oh, hot he's to an say auto, at this he's point. An auto start, yeah. he's, a, he's a tremendous, tremendous play. Uh, this is a Jared Cook revenge game. It is? Yeah, dude. He played for the Titans. Oh That's God. where yeah, he started. Right. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow, yeah. He played for the... So this is a revenge game for Jared Cook. I mean, like, you know, obviously you're going to play him. He's been really good. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara, the question that everyone wants to know. You know, I completely forgot that the Titans drafted Jared yes. Cook. For some reason, I thought yes. the Rams... Yeah, yeah no. Right. He was with the Rams after that. Yeah. Uh, Ty- Jared Cook was that guy that, like, late in the season... He would have huge games for the Titans, and everyone was like the following year, yes, Jared Cook is a sleeper, and then he sucked. And then he would do it again late in the year, next to Jared Cook, and then he would suck again, and then he ended up going to the Rams. And he hasn't really actually been all that great in fantasy until the last couple of years. Yeah, he went to the Raiders. When he was in the year, yeah, yeah, when he was in Oakland. He's been pretty good for the Saints this year. Very good. So does Kamara get in the end zone? Oh, God. Darn it. Uh, it's driving me nuts. Dude. I know. I lost. I, I got knocked Man. out of a league just because of him. You know, I've got I've got Kamara on two championship teams, and and obviously he's not been he's not been the guy helping those yeah. teams. Uh, I'm, yeah. If if Kamara scores a couple touchdowns this week, and I will be I'll be looking very good. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> Drew Brees. I'm gonna Drew Brees is gonna be part of my bold prediction at the end of the show. So I'm not gonna say anything. But you feel like he's a must start. I wouldn't say he's a he's a must start. I mean, I think I'd play Tannehill over him this week. I would too. I would play Tannehill over him this yep. week. Uh, Breeze is fine. He's a, he's a rock solid QB two. The thing is, is like you know, there's a couple question marks I have uh, in these like the lower half of the quarterbacks this this week. Like Dak is less than 100. percent Yeah. Um. You know, could you really play Ryan Fitzpatrick over Drew Breeze? Uh, I think you could play Kyler Murray over Drew Breeze. You could make a case for that. But at the same time, there's not a lot of great streaming options this week. Yep. So. You know, you're probably rolling breeze. All right. Um, you're going to have to wait for that stat until the end of the show. Raiders at Chargers. Josh Jacobs has already been ruled out for this game, which means DeAndre Washington's going to get, you would think... The majority of the carries. The majority of the work, which was the case a couple of weeks ago when he had, I believe, 20 uh, touches in that game, and he had over 21 fantasy points. The Chargers are not great against the run, so do you trust DeAndre Washington in your championship game as a flex? He's a very solid flex. Okay. Uh, it was like a 60-40 snap split in favor of Washington back in week 14 when uh, Josh Jacobs missed the game. Uh, DeAndre Washington got 14 carries, also got seven targets, which is amazing. Yep. Uh, I don't know why John Gruden feels like he can throw the ball to DeAndre Washington but not Josh Jacobs. It doesn't mm-hmm. make much sense to me, but yep. I'm not head coach in the NFL, and yeah. I don't get paid $100 million to make these decisions. So... Would be nice if we. It would be nice. Did, though. Would be yeah. nice, but yeah, DeAndre Washington's a fine play this week. Uh, yeah, Derek Carr's a fade. Uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, this is a revenge game too. But I, I think the last time he had a revenge game is Chargers. He wasn't all that great. Um, I, I, I don't trust Tyrell Williams. Darren Waller's a must play this week. Philip Rivers has been a stinker for most of the year. Do you trust him against the Raiders, who have been getting pooped on by quarterbacks? Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, you know, here's. It, 
the the Chargers are so frustrating because they have all these great skill position players like Eckler, Gordon. All these guys are in great matchups this week. They can all take advantage of them. It's just I have no faith in Philip Rivers to perform uh, perform well. I think y- you could play Rivers in a two QB league. Yes, um, but I, I mean. It'd be you'd have to be pretty thin. It's like the Dalton thing earlier mm-hmm. when we were talking about Dalton. You'd have yep. to be, you'd have to be pretty barren to play uh, Rivers in, Agreed. A, in a one quarterback league. Uh, you're playing both of the running backs. I mean, Gordon had the fumbleitis last week, but we would hope yeah, that all gotta, is forgiven now gotta go back against the Raiders. You play you play Gordon. You play Eckler. Um, Keenan Allen's a must play. Hunter Henry killed you last week, uh, but you play him this week. Keenan, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mike Williams. He's been he's been good. 14 plus points in three straight games. The Raiders are brutal against perimeter receivers so mike williams is sneaky little flex play this week i feel like so i i I would have confidence playing him if i needed that flex mike williams is getting hot man yeah Uh, dude he's allergic to the end zone for the entire season now he's got two in back-to-back games uh averaging 81 yards per game over his last four yep uh went off against the packers too had 100 yards in that game back in week nine It, it you know Williams isn't going to see a lot of targets, but he's going to be very efficient on them because all they do is just chuck it deep. Yep. Chargers defense also could be a streaming option this week uh, because the Raiders, they haven't been good. Uh, Lions at Broncos in the Matt Prater revenge game. (laughs) You're all on them. It is. You're all on the revenge game. Matt Matt Prater, didn't Matt Prater break the record for the longest field goal as a member of the Broncos? I believe that he did. Um, So there's a little history there, and it is in Denver, and the air is thin, so whatever. Injuries, Bo Scarborough is a question mark this week. Carryon Johnson is expected to be back. Now, I told a lot of people, pick him up off the waiver wire a couple of weeks ago just to see what happens. Uh, I talked to my pal Dave Burkett, who covers the Lions, and when I asked him, is Carryon going to start? Is Carryon going to see a full workload, and should I trust Carryon? He basically told me that he's going to play, but he didn't know that he would be a featured back. He thinks that he would split the workload 50-50 with Scarborough if he's healthy or West Hills. So, yeah. And that makes sense. Carry right? on. I, I, the matchup's good. Carry on's awesome. Uh, I'd have to be desperate to play him, though. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I, I didn't understand why Detroit would want to bring him back, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, after you know he's missed basically the, the entirety of the last two to three months. Um, yep. Matt Patricia did say his conditioning is 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 strong, which is good. I mean, it's yeah. good to see Carryon Johnson's going to be 100 percent for next year, which is great for 2020. You know what's going to happen? Time, he's going to score a touchdown. You watch. Yeah, you watch. He's going to score a freaking touchdown. He very well could. Yeah, or um, it could be Wes Hillis or whomever. Do we like any Lions in this game? Like any? And that that includes Kenny Galladay because the matchup is bad for him. Yeah, you know, I I, I hesitate to say it because like Chris Harris was playing really well but over the last like couple months he's really started to struggle as has this entire Broncos secondary they've kind of packed it in here recently uh their front seven Denver's front seven can can definitely get after David Blau and I like Denver's defense a lot as a streamer play but at the same time I love Denver's defense Chris Harris does not scare me as much as he once did and Kenny Mm -hmm. Galladay is obviously super talented and can go off and yeah uh, in any matchup uh but at the same time yeah, it's David Blau and here's what Bron- scares Broncos me. Front seven here's what scares game. me now. Now, since he had that uh, that big game on Thanksgiving, he had the twenty five point eight, which burned a lot of people, including myself. He had seventeen eight the following week, but that was on a late touchdown, if I remember correctly. And he only had fifty eight yards. He had forty four yards last week against Tampa, and they stink against perimeter receivers. And in the week before the Chicago game. He had 10 points against the Redskins, and that defense is not very good either. Week before that, Cowboys, 4.4. So Galladay's only had two good games since week 11, and even in week 10 against Chicago, uh, he had 14 points, but he had that touchdown that was like just a, a Hail Mary yeah. from, from Jeff Driscoll. 
So Galladay's gotten lucky. And if he hasn't gotten lucky, then you're not getting lucky. And against Denver, with David Blau looking like blah, all right? I mean, ever since the first two quarters in, against Chicago, he has sucked. I, I can't play him. Yeah. I, I, dude, I can't play Kenny Galladay. I can't do it. I'd play Perriman over him. I'd play Anthony Miller over him. Yeah. I, I, I give you a, a Tyler Boyd, Terry McLaurin. I'll keep going. I can't. I can't trust him, and it's he's great, but I mean, his quarterback is terrible. I'm with you, and I would play even two of the two of the like deeper shot guys that we liked, and we've spoken about this entire uh, slate is Will Fuller and Mike Williams. I think yeah. I'd play both of yeah. those guys. Over yeah, yeah, man, I don't think that's crazy. On the yeah, other side, on Drew Locke, I feel like is like a a, a low end like super flex two QB league guy because the Lions are bad uh, against quarterbacks, like really bad against quarterbacks. So, and, and Locke has only had really one awful fantasy game, which we kind of saw coming against. Kansas City in the snow last week. His first game was decent, and then he had the big game against Houston. So, I mean, if you're really desperate, you can potentially go out um, and pick him up off the waiver wire. Uh, Philip Lindsay has been, for me, one of the most frustrating freaking players in fantasy football in the last four weeks. This guy's matchups have been so good. Like, I actually made a trade for Philip Lindsay in one of my leagues based on the matchups that he had coming down the stretch. He had Buffalo. They're Terrible against the run, 7.8 points. Then the Chargers, not good against the run, 9.2 points. Houston, 13.5, and he got robbed because he had a touchdown called back, so I'll give him that one. Then last week against Kansas City, 3.2. Now he's got Detroit, and Detroit has been getting gashed by running backs all year long. Can I trust Phillip Lindsay? No, I don't think I can. The matchup is so good, though. It's so. I know, but I've been saying that for four weeks. At home against Detroit, the the touches have been there. I keep saying it. I know. Doing anything? I know. Look, I've got this call in a league, um, in a in a dynasty league. I'm playing, uh, and and look, it's it's down to. It's down to Lindsey versus Anthony Miller, and I've been grinding my teeth on that all week. I'd play Anthony Miller. Lindsey, like I, you know. It, it's it's so frustrating because the matchups are so good and you want to like him so much because the matchups are great and he's not doing anything. Well, he keeps out touching Royce Freeman. I mean, he keeps getting the ball. I mean, last week he only got the ball seven times because the Broncos got smashed and just could not, you know, you kind of have to drop that game, obviously. But in the weeks um, before, even like even Houston was the only one. Yeah, that was it. I, I think last week you kind of do have to drop the game. It was in the snow. Drew Locke's first game on the road in Arrowhead. Broncos mm-hmm. just couldn't sustain any offense. Uh, you know, they dropped back and threw it forty times because the you know Mahomes and company just got out to a huge lead. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Lindsey's certainly been frustrated. Yeah, Corlin Sutton is a play for me, and uh, Noah Fant if you're hurting at tight end. I think they're probably better options, but um, Drew Locke has shown a tendency to throw the ball to Fant, so that's that's good news for him. Cardinals at Seahawks. Um, this game. Seems to be uh, Christian Christian Kirk. Uh, I believe he's back at practice now, right? And he's missed a little bit yeah, of practice. He's going to play this week. So uh, Kirk is a play for me. Kyler Murray's a play for me. Kenyon Drake's a play for me. David Johnson. Uh, hopefully, he's in Tampa Bay next year. Larry Fitzgerald is certainly not a play. Um, unfortunately, one of the greats. Uh, he's really struggled down the stretch. Seattle. This is very sort of just simple. Yeah, you're starting Russell. Really? You're starting Carson. You're starting Lockett. Yeah. Metcalf's a good play. Hollister's a good play. Seahawks defense is a good play. Really, this entire game is really simple, right? Because the Cardinals yeah. only have like three guys you can play in fantasy, and they're very straightforward between Murray, Drake, and Kirk. Uh, yeah. And then the Seahawks should go off in this game. It's going to be re- I, if Russell Wilson. Look, Russell Wilson started the year extremely well and is has kind of been like a middling QB2 ever mm-hmm. since then. He's been just right around like 17, 18, 19 fantasy points. Has not had a huge ceiling game. Yep. 
if Wilson doesn't have a huge ceiling game in this in this uh, I love him. at home against Arizona, this is just a huge spot. And we just have to hope that Kyler Murray and the Cardinals can keep up here and and keep the, the, the Seahawks' foot on the gas because if they do, this game is going to go off. Yeah, in my Sunday uh, DFS lineup, I've got the Russell Hollister stack going for me. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Jason Myers is a good play, too. The matchup's good, and, and again, the Seahawks' defense. So here, here it is, Cowboys-Eagles. This is for the NFC East. Cowboys-Eagles. You know, and, and I know this because I've been crapping on the Cowboys for much much of the year, and I know they're going to break my heart. I get it. Like I'm, I'm, But but is that going to break our fantasy hearts? Yeah. Now, he, he's... If he's, if he's going to throw, it's going to be very limited. He may not throw it all today, Jason Garrett said. And he may not throw until tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Dak Prescott's been one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football. He has had 20 or more fantasy points in every game against the Philadelphia Eagles in his career. Do you play him? Here's the thing. is like, what other quarter? I mean, maybe if Ryan Fitzpatrick is somehow out there on your league wire, which I don't know how he would be. And he's, you know, he's been out. He's been taking a lot of sharp leagues. Yeah. Unless like Ryan Fitzpatrick's out there, like you can't. Play, you're gonna play Philip Rivers over Dak Prescott this week, if he plays. Like no, I know, I, I'm, it's, I'm there it's, with you. It's really tough. Like that's that's the thing about this slate is is Dak Prescott is is way less than 100. percent Yeah. Um. It, you know, to me, if he's not throwing even on you know Friday Saturday, that's that is a massive warning sign. He's clearly uh, limited. In in last week, there was a quote where he uh, he told Michael Gallup in the huddle that like there was an RPO, and he's like, even if you're open, I'm not gonna throw it to you because I'm hurting that bad. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. That is yeah. not good. But at the same time, the matchup is so great. Cowboys have to win this game to win the NFC East. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you probably have to play Dak. I mean, unless, let, let, let me go through a, some quarterbacks here, uh, real you, quick. Unless you can get lucky off the waiver wire and somebody's out there somehow. Let's get let's get into that brain that's hidden behind that wonderful head of hair. Uh, Matt Ryan or Dak? Ryan for sure. Ryan Tannehill is definitely sure. a play over Dak. Aaron Rodgers or Dak? I do not like Rodgers a lot this week, but I think I'd play Rodgers over him. Kirk Cousins or Dak? Cousins, yeah. Fitzpatrick or Dak? Fitz for sure, yeah. Wentz or Dak? Wentz, oh yeah, Wentz. Wow. Yeah. yeah you you basically just dropped Dak into like the middle of the teens yeah. at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah. way less. I mean, I just don't trust that he's 100%. I could totally see the Cowboys just giving you know, Zeke like 25, 30 carries in this game. So if that's the game. case, I mean, are you fading Cooper and Gallup as well? I know it's just such a good spot, though. That's the thing is like yeah. if Pre- if Prescott throws it twenty five, thirty times in this game, you better believe that you know more, almost half of those are going to you know go to Cooper and Gallup, yep. and, and if they both get like seven, eight targets in this game, it's going to be really and, hard for them not to. Come and off. keep in mind, your quarterback does not have to have a big game for his wide receiver. Exactly. Well, you know, so and d- yeah, that's the if thing. You, I mean, if you get five, five for seventy and a touchdown from Cooper, you're loving life. Exactly. If Dak you know? goes for two hundred and twenty yards, two hundred and ten yards, seventy of those could both go to Gallup and Cooper, and you'd, yeah. you'd be very happy. Yep. Eagle side of things, all their wide receivers are banged up. Obviously, um, we've we've been seeing that. I, I I know Ward looked good last week. I'm not playing him against the Cowboys. Uh, Miles Sanders is a very good play this week, and uh, Dallas Goddard also because the Eagles have so many injuries uh, at wide receiver that Goddard basically is going to see more targets and continue to see those targets. Uh, Zach Ertz is a no-brainer. There's there's no question about that. Uh, and Grayman mentioned that you know Carson Wentz is a play for him over Dak Prescott this week. So, um, uh, Wentz has been hot. I mean, I know he he's doesn't... been better. The matchups have been better. And the Cowboys, yeah. like last week, they, Goff still had a decent fantasy game. He was almost at 18 points. It was garbage time, but the Cowboys have not been yeah. great I... against quarterbacks in the last like four or five weeks. Right. I mean, Carson Wentz has finished as a top 12 fantasy We made Mitchell now. Trubisky look good. I mean, yeah. dude, like that's, I mean, that's. 
that's <laughs> it's all, hard to that's do. All, I mean, that's all. Jeff Driscoll too. I it's mean, hard to do. do. Uh, but yeah, Carson Wentz has finished as a top twelve fantasy quarterback now in three straight games at home against yeah. the Cowboys. And it's yep. East on the line. I yep. like it. All right, Chiefs and Bears. Uh, as we get we get down to the nitty gritty here, we've got two games left. Um, Damian Williams. I don't know. I, I, it doesn't matter. I'm not playing any. I'm not playing any Chiefs running. Did you see this? The 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 touches breakdown last week. No. Yeah, and there was it was like three guys basically like split the touches like almost down the middle between yeah. Spencer Ware, Darwin Thompson, and Lashawn McCoy. I know the Bears are not great against the run. Um, I'm I don't care. Yeah, you can't, you can't I, I'm not I'm not trusting guys. any uh, of the Chiefs running backs. I obviously Mahomes is a must play this week, and Tyreek and, and Kelsey those are obviously no brainers. I don't think Watkins is in play. He hasn't been in play for weeks. I wouldn't trust him. I do like the Chiefs' defense in this game because Mitchell likes to turn the ball over. So I can see the Chiefs and their defense is playing very well. Now on the Bears side of things, Trubisky, no, no, thank you. Uh, David Montgomery is also a fade for me. And if you look at the last four or five weeks, the best fantasy running back in Chicago has been Tariq Cohen. Yeah, it's just because I would play Cohen over Montgomery this week. Yeah, because Cohen's involved in their passing game. Weirdly, I mean, David Montgomery is just like a ghost in their passing game. It's weird. Like he was a really good receiver coming out of college, and I think that's one of the ways they could maybe get him going a little bit more is just try to get him out in space because Montgomery is just, I mean, he's just clearly not an inside the the tackles grinder because he just doesn't have a lot of burst. Yeah. Uh, but I'm with you on Montgomery. I think you fade him during championship week. And yep. really, outside of A-Rob and Anthony Miller, the Bears are very straightforward. Miller's uh, a good play again this week. He's running uh, right around 22 routes per game yeah. out of the slot, and that's where so, the Chiefs can be had. So there's this que- – I've got a few questions about this on Twitter this week about the Chiefs and how they play defense. So they've been, like, basically forcing – everybody to the middle of the field. Like tight ends have been performing really well against them and slot receivers have been just going off against mm-hmm. them. Uh, this year they've given up the sixth most receptions to the slot all year long. And here, here's the thing is like, yes, we know the Chiefs want to push everything towards the middle, but like the Bears have nowhere else to go besides Allen Robinson this week. And I know the matchup isn't great, but but A-Rob is, is just getting so much volume. It, yep. It'd be really hard for him to fail, especially in a game where the Bears – the Bears are going to get behind, and they're going to have to throw again. Trubisky threw it like 50-plus times last week, and A-Rob, <laughs> A-Rob saw 14 targets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's going he's gonna to be just fine. Uh, so, uh, Monday night game, Packers or Vikings, obviously the biggest question in fantasy is, who's going to be the running back in Minnesota? It doesn't look like it's going to be Dalvin Cook. and Rappaport is saying he's unlikely to play. Alexander Madison is not practiced. we got to see what he does today uh, and, and, and tomorrow. But if there's a scenario where Mike Boone is the bell cow, he's an RB2. Yeah, it's got to be an RB two high right? upside RB two. I mean, yeah. at home against the Packers, you know, just terrible run defense. The yep. Packers run defense has been bad all year long. Um, you know, that's that's the crazy thing is like it's week sixteen, uh, and Mike Boone might legitimately be a fantasy league yeah, winner. He could be. He could be. Uh, uh, rest of the rest of the Vikings. Kirk Cousins to me is a borderline QB one in twelve team leagues. And um, I, I honestly think this game could end up going over the number. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a high-scoring game. I wouldn't be either, especially here in that dome in, in yeah. Minnesota. Too. That's, why I, that's why I don't hate Rodgers this week. I don't, yeah. I don't love him. Right. I don't hate him. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's right. I have him and Cousins, like, I think, back-to-back. Yeah. Like, around, around 11-12 in that area. That, that seems exactly right for him. Yep. Uh, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are both in play. Kyle Rudolph... I would not play him as long as Thielen has been active. You look at the numbers, he's averaging fewer than six fantasy points per game in games Thielen is active. Uh, that number swells to over 15 when Thielen is out. Thielen is playing. And on the Packers side of things, 
And it's interesting for me because in our NFL Fantasy Live League, I have Jones and Devontae Adams, and I have Boone on, uh, potentially uh, in play as well. Uh, Devontae Adams should smash because Minnesota's awful against perimeter receivers. So this is a big game for him. Aaron Jones. Will we see the good Aaron Jones? Are we going to see <laughs> Aaron Jones? Is going to leave a Look, big lump of coal in your stocking? I, I've got Aaron Jones in some big spots, and I've gotten I've gotten uh, his big games. Well, I've predicted Aaron Jones poorly all year long, but he's he's got 17 freaking touchdowns yeah, this year. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. He he carries just weak winning upside into every matchup, and this yep. week is no different. Meanwhile, Jamal Williams is just completely faded. Uh, he got he went on that little scoring stretch in the middle of the year at four straight games with a touchdown, but he's he's been completely off of the radar here. Yep. All right. Well, that is your week sixteen matchups, and uh, Erica, you know what time it is now. Are you ready? It's fantasy bold prediction time. All right. Week 16, kids. All the chips to the middle of the table. It's nut cutting time, as Matt Money Smith would say. I wouldn't say that. I guess I just did. Um, Graham Barfield, give me your bold prediction. And Erica, if you want to scrap together a bold prediction, get working on it right now while Barfield's talking. Go ahead. Look. Terry McLaurin has been my guy all year long. Okay. I, I uh, look. I, I was wrong about him last week. I, yep. I I was not on him against the Eagles. Well, it should have been because it was Haskins. Haskins. But McLaurin has gotten hot here recently, and the Giants are so bad on the boundary. So I'm going to say Terry McLaurin is going to finish this week as a top three, not even top, top three fantasy receiver. Wow. In this game, McLaurin is going to go off here. That is bold. Top three. He's going to win you. My your, friend. He's going to win you your championship this week. Love McLaurin. How are we doing behind the glass? You got anything? I'm looking at a couple of my lineups, and I'm just so, you know, perplexed. Perplexed. Perf- that's you're, that's you're, a word I just you're, made you're up. Per, to you're perplexed and you're flexed What's and that? perplexed. I'm perplexed about my flex. You're perplexed about your flex. So, yeah. We'll add that to the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's do that. I, I don't know. I really feel like... I'm going to end up benching Kenny Galladay like you have to, like you said yeah. you have to. And yeah. then I just, it's it's how it works. I feel like all of a sudden Blau's going to connect with him, you know, 20 times or something. And it's yeah. like, but I'm still not going to play him. But the, that's my bold prediction. fantasy guys are cruel. Yeah. yeah they're very that's, cruel. I feel like he's going to do better than we think. Here's my bold prediction. And and I, people on Twitter, you can just attack me. I, I couldn't care less. Um, Drew Brees is not going to have a good game this week. Drew Brees is coming on. I mean, he had he had the best he had the best freaking game in the history of football. Like, I mean, his completion percentage was the highest ever in a single in a single game. Um, and he's been he's been playing better lately. But Drew Brees has not been perfect this year. Ask anyone who started him against Atlanta. Okay, he hadn't been perfect. And Drew Brees has this weird trend, and I love looking at this stuff. He's got this weird trend late in seasons. If he's on the road in an outdoor game where he sucks, okay, listen to these numbers. Since 2013, outdoor road games, and this has nothing to do with the weather because some of these games are in Tampa Bay. So don't come happy and he's not cold weather. It's been in Tampa too. Since 2013, outdoors, on the road, fantasy playoffs, he's averaged 14 points per game in six games. Since 2016, outdoors, on the road in the fantasy playoffs in three games, 8.1 fantasy points, okay? This week, he's playing outdoors, on the road, against the Tennessee Titans, who can be tough, 
on their home field. I'm just saying, I'm not telling you to bench Breeze, okay? So don't come in. He's in my top 10. I'm just saying that if Breeze has a stinker, I told you so. That's all. That's it. Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm just saying, if I have Ryan Tannehill, I'm, I'm playing Tannehill over Breeze. Does that affect week. Thomas then, Michael Thomas? No, it doesn't because Breeze can have stinkers and Thomas goes off yeah. regardless. Yeah. So, no, not, not at all. But um, Thomas might break the record this week. I hope he does. Yeah, he, Dude, he well saved played. my bacon in in a, in my dynasty league. I beat Todd Mossberg, our great producer of NFL Fantasy Live, by less than two points <sighs> uh, because of Thomas. You Oof. you got that fifty-five, I did. right? I needed fifty-five from Breeze and Thomas last and week, and you got it. And now I'm in the championship. Wow! Oh, right, congratulations, yeah. man! That's awesome. All right, guys. So uh, number one, good luck this week. Remember, there are three games tomorrow. Okay, you don't want to be that owner that forgets to start. Your Saturday, guys. And if you're on the West Coast, that first game's at 10 a.m., so make sure you get your Texans and Bucks. In. Exactly. I'll have the inactives on my Twitter, so you can check that out as well. Good luck this week. Don't overthink things, okay? I know it's a big spot. Don't overthink things. You're typically going to stick with your studs, but if you've got a gut feeling about somebody, play it. It's your team. You know, you don't have to always listen to us because we're not always right. Uh, we just give you the details, and then you guys sort of absorb that and, and take it for what you will. Uh, so good luck this week. And we will be back on Monday with Marcus Grant. Are you here on Monday? I'm not. I'm traveling for Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah, going, going to Atlanta. So, uh, my friend, yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'll see you around the office, but yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't know if I'm... And I'll be back with you guys Monday, too, I think. You are? Oh, out. Two in a row with Taylor Posey. Yeah, Eddie's traveling, too. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's an early Christmas gift for me. Absolutely. I love too. it. But everybody out there, good luck this week. Marcus and I and Erica will see you on Monday to break down everything that happened in week 16 and uh, maybe look back at the season that was and potentially give you uh, a few waiver wire claims for week 17. For those of you who play in week 17 championships, I don't know why you would do that, but uh, we will have more. And again, as Marcus always says, rate and review. And remember, there's three Saturday games, so set your lineups. Good luck, everybody. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.